rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games, as well as experienced players who want something new. Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Hey everyone, it's Greg. And it's Lauren, and welcome to a crossover episode between Friday's game night and movie date night, because we took our Friday game night to see game night. <laughs> Which is a movie, by the way, that's yes. on theaters, so we took our Friday's game night to see a movie called Game Night, yes. so you see how meta we got right there. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with movie date night and Friday's game night, here's a little something to give you more information about those two. So I was out with this girl the other night, and she said that she hated Star Wars. Can you believe that? I could top that. My latest date told me he didn't like black and white movies. What? Do you have a movie deal breaker? Is there a film you love so much that if your significant other didn't like it, it would be Splitsville? Well, we're dating hosts Greg and Lauren, and in our podcast, Movie Date Night, we introduce each other to our favorite movies and see if our relationship can survive. And if our partners appreciate the movies as much as we do. Find us wherever podcasts are available and follow us at Movie Date Night on Facebook or Twitter to talk movies with us. From rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games to experienced players who want something new. Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together or night out. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is Game Night. Friday's Game Night is available anywhere podcasts are found the first Friday of every month. Follow us at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to join the conversation. Find out about our favorite escape rooms, what board game we're loving, and the hottest new party games. Because Friday is Game Night. So as far as movies about game nights go, how accurate would you say this movie was about a game night? I, okay, the very beginning of it, uh, like the first 20 minutes, I'd say it's pretty accurate because they talk about you know, um, going through different couples, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, they show them throughout what looks like a span of years, mm -hmm. you know, having game nights regularly. And they're like, oh, this couple, they broke up. So we only hung out with this guy, not her or whatever, you know, or we just felt awkward. And then one guy, it's like, it seems like it's a couples only kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So one guy keeps bringing the date. But like, yeah. it's like, oh, didn't we meet you before? No, she looks just like the bank teller that we met before, <laughs> yeah. like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, well, so obviously the movie um, centers around Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams' couple. Mm -hmm. And they're married. Yeah. And then they have another um, group of friends who they've known for years who are also married. Mm -hmm. And then they have their one single guy friend who he brings a girlfriend, a new date, I should say, not girlfriend, yeah. to every... Every game night. And it's he always, always a first date. Yeah, and he always brings some real bimbo or whatever, and they're kind of like, aren't you tired of losing? And also they, yeah, Rachel McAdams makes a mistake. She's like, oh, yeah, you came last week. And they're like, no, different girl. Looked exactly the same. Had the same voice, but different girl. <laughs> and these girls are like dumb as rocks. At one point, she's like, do you have, do you have a bathroom? Yeah. Like, of course I have a bathroom. And she's like, where is it? Down the hall. What side? And he like the one with the toilet. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, what are you doing with your life? Do you just like find a corner and establish it as the pee corner? Like immediately? <laughs> what are you doing? And then, and like through the whole thing, they're taking selfies and stuff. And at one oh. point, the the guy, the single guy who they're on the date with, he even says, "Do you really need another picture of you with that dog foot filter on oh, it?" Oh god, like... <laughs> so stupid. Because she's like sticking out her tongue. I'm like, uh. Yeah. Once again, as we talked about in our uh, Friday's game night episode, one big snafu is having your phone out during game night yeah. pay attention i will say though the one criticism i have with their game nights they're playing old games i thought the same thing yeah so they don't mostly they talk about them playing like charades charades and is a Pictionary. big thing yeah 
and they which both perfectly fine games yeah. don't get us wrong and then at one point they show them um they have they bring a bunch of games over and they bring like sorry and like the game of the life. game of life and scrabble and scrabble yeah once and- again nothing wrong with those games but if you listen to our episode especially the first one those are kind of outdated they're yeah. out of fashion they should they should have been playing settlers of Catan. Or like Smash Up or something or like Ticket that. Or Ticket to Ride or something. Ticket to Ride even. That's yeah. a classic nowadays. Yeah. I feel like, well, I, I kind of like, I, yeah, on one point, I am I wish they would have picked some better games for them to have something played. Something more contemporary. The thing is, this movie, obviously a lot of people who are going to this movie don't have regular game nights and probably don't know about those games. So it's easy to portray people mm-hmm. playing Pictionary. It's easy to portray yeah. people doing charades and stuff like that. And that's something that audiences are comfortable with. I do wish they would have at least mentioned some more newer games, had some newer games yeah. or something. I will say in the opening credits, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like animated sequence, they show like a bunch of game pieces falling down in space. And you, a lot of it's recognizable to anyone who's been a around. A lot of Monopoly. Like some uh, clue weapons, like the mm-hmm. candlestick and the rope, you know, um, some basic dice. I did see one meeple. Me too. Which is yeah, like I the, was looking Which for is it. the little wooden, like, dude that's kind of in the shape of a star almost. Yeah. Like a starfish kind of thing. <laughs> they could have put, like, a ticket to ride train falling there, mm-hmm. you know. Like, this is kind of the chance. I know it, maybe it's a licensing thing. Like, also, they had to get permission from these games yeah, to do it maybe. or something. But this is the chance to, like, get people like, oh, what is that game they're playing? I'm interested about this train thing. Yeah, exactly. Also, they, they during that opening sequence, they have some dice, but just regular dice. Yeah, why couldn't not get a had, 20 in yeah, there? Yeah, and couldn't they have thrown a d20 or something There's in there? There's <laughs> dice from four-faced dice all the way up to, I've seen a 100-faced dice. Mm-hmm. Get some variety in there. Maybe they play D&D once, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, there's that one scene where they bring some games to... Um, a game night and they have the stack and they're like, Oh, we, we brought some of our favorites or whatever. We weren't sure if you had any. And like we said, it's like, sorry in the game of life. Like even if they don't play it, wouldn't it be nice if they had had the containers for like some of these, those other games? Yeah. Just, oh, you know, Oh my God. So here's the thing that infuriated me. So in that scene, one of the main characters, brothers, yeah, his Brooks, brother Brooks, he comes and says he's in town. He's usually out of town. And he's like, let's have game night at my house next week. My nice fancy house which I'm 99% sure is the exact same house from Spider-Man Homecoming. Which... <laughs> you see that happen a lot, though. <laughs> but, like, like I even pointed to you. I said, like, that is the new house that Hollywood goes to nowadays. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen that, like, three other films. Yeah. So, um, but it's a nice house. And then the brother, like, picks up the game. He's like, oh, thanks for bringing these. And he throws them to the side. I'm like, what an asshole. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, they get do, mad at him, do too. Do you have any it's idea how long it takes to... Pick up all those pieces and put them back in the box. Plus, I'm kind of precious with my games, unless they're like well, really yeah, damaged. Well, that, yeah, that's the point of that scene because they're like, also oh, like horrified. I was they're like, okay, livid. you didn't have to throw them. Yeah. Like, um, and we should also mention the other thing I liked is they they did like you mentioned they had um, their next door neighbor used to also be part of game yes. night. And they really used to invite him because of his wife, but him and his wife have since divorced and he's become kind of intolerable. And they also mention at some point that they've had other friends who've gone on to have kids and so they don't come anymore. Because, yeah, it's just hard to get away. Yeah, yeah, that's just very, uh, of that age category that they're kind of in, that's just very common, especially with game nights, is you have people join and then you have people leave and Mm -hmm. the group's dynamic changes. People go have kids and so they don't come or couples break up. So it's weird to, which one do we invite 
and maybe there was one part of the couple that we liked better than the other part of the couple. It's very Game of Thrones almost, the way you're describing it. <laughs> but that's how game nights go. I mean, yeah, we've, no, they we've are, seen that in our own. We've group. had that in our own, yeah. yeah, where we've had people come and go. Some mm-hmm. people just moved away so they couldn't come anymore. Some people decided to stop coming. Some people we kicked out because yeah. they were just something happened within the personal social circles that said, sorry, you're not really welcome anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and we've also had people join. So. And we've had new people join. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's an ever-changing circle. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did think about, though, that seemed weird is that it seems that Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, yeah. who are the main characters in this film, they are the perpetual hosts yeah. of Game Night. It seemed to me, maybe you picked up something different, but it seems that it's always at their place. Yeah, and they the brothers even say, having it at his place is weird. Uh, yeah, they even say, like, it's always at our house. So, like, they're always picking the games. You don't see any of the two other couples that come over bring yeah, anything true. how sick of those same games because they're always playing Pictionary <laughs> they're always playing charades like eventually they show them play Risk at one point yeah but like eventually at one point you're gonna be like okay we know that you're good at charades like let's do something else like well, you're yeah. going to win yeah but the other thing is um, they they even mention us a later point in the movie where there are other two couple friends they say you know we don't come because we love the games yes we like playing the games but we come because we like hanging out with you like yeah. that's the real reason we come exactly yeah you know but even still like <laughs> let me get a win every now and then yeah you know? if, I, if i'm one of the other two dudes in that group besides chasing maybe i'm like okay but i'm gonna bring something that i know how to play that maybe you don't so mm-hmm. i can like stand a chance against you yeah because jason bateman's character he's all about i always have to win uh-huh. i have to have that victory otherwise he like gets all apparently self-conscious or something yeah and they they kind of establish early on too that both of them are their they're very competitive, mm-hmm. both him and Rachel McAdams, and that's kind of what brought them together. Is they were both extremely competitive. They liked to win, and they were they actually met at one of those uh, pub trivia nights, uh-huh. and they were like just blasting trivia facts at each other in the face. And then it's so sad. Rachel McAdams is with some guy, and then like she immediately abandons him mm-hmm. <laughs> just to go up to Jason Bateman. He's like, okay, I guess <laughs> like this date's over, and yeah. whatever. I, you know, I wanted to know what happened to it. In the beginning, they established they have, like, this one bearded friend. Yeah. Who they, like, keep kind of, like, making fun of inadvertently. And then... Yeah, like, they're doing charades, and he's pointing at him. And, like, you know, like, point, point, point. And he goes, single, lonely, depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he just disappears, and you never see him again. Um, so, basically, what happens is Jason Bateman, um, our main character, Jason Bateman, I believe his name's Max in the yeah, film. Yeah, Max. Um, his brother, Brooks, comes to town. And Brooks says, oh, let's have game night at my house. So they go to his house and he says, okay, well, we're not going to play any of the normal games. I have like something really special planned and we're going to take part in like a murder mystery and someone's going to come kidnap me. Yeah. And we just have to wait for it to start. So it starts, but then, and it starts very escape room-esque, right? Yeah. Where like some guy comes in like, hi, I'm your FBI agent. Here are your dossiers with the clues to help find the kidnappers mm-hmm. or whatever. Because it's going to be that the brother's going to get kidnapped and taken away yeah. in a staged event, you know. But what's great is that as he's going through this thing and then he starts to go through the legal, like, just so you know, my company that I represent does not, does anyone have any allergies? We need to know that ahead of time. The kidnappers come in, they punch him out. Mm-hmm. He is down, <laughs> like, you know. And then they start really going after Brooks. Yeah, he big is... knockout, drag out fight. Exactly. That's the best yeah. way to describe it, literally, because they're like, 
crawling under the dining room table, throwing chairs at each other, like hitting breaking each other with pots and pans, yeah. breaking vases and glasses mean, over Meanwhile, people. the rest of the game night are all sitting there eating cheese and crackers They're just sitting watching. back like, oh my God, like, have you tried the brie? This is such good brie. This is, <laughs> oh my, pass that over here, you know. Hey, look at that. They're still fighting. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they think this is all part of it, even though they, they're yeah, like, they're just waiting for the game extreme, to start. But yeah. Like, when are we going to start, guys? <laughs> so they take Brooks and leave. And so they think, okay, we have to start the game. So they all split off into their couples to mm-hmm. go to go find them. And Max and Rachel McAdams, they, um, which I guess I should find out what her name was. Annie. Annie. Um, so Max and Annie, they have the bright idea that they are going to beat him at his own game and make him feel bad. So they actually use his um, iPad to track his phone. <laughs> which is really clever because yeah. essentially the game is... First one to find Brooks wins. Wins. Yeah. So we'll just track your phone with the Find My Phone app. Yeah. And then just find out where you went. Mm-hmm. Simple, you know. Meanwhile, there's the um, there's the couple with Ryan, the kind of idiot guy who always brings the new girl with uh-huh. him. But this time he's he's gone up a class. He's brought a coworker. Well, he brought her as a quote ringer. Yeah, exactly. She thought they were coming kind of on a date. I, you know what? I felt bad for it at first, but then she really stole the show as the movie goes on. She really True, steps yeah. up. She really, yeah, and she really, like, then she puts it to him, and he starts kind of, like, starting to like her. She's sort of like, no, actually, I don't like you. But then at the very end of the movie, fast forward, spoiler alert, she's at their game night. So either they got together or... I think, I don't know if they got together. I want to think of it more as, like, you know what? I'm going to join We the... just really like you. Yeah. Can you come on a regular basis, please? Because, yeah. I mean, I said it looks like a couple's rule, but I don't think that's necessarily true. No. I think that they're just trying to do an even rule, mm-hmm. like an evens number, you know, so they can do teams. Well, easy. and also I think it probably seems weird for him to come as a single guy when there's everyone when else there's is two couples. Couple. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be the fifth wheel. So, because uh, a lot of games, as we say in uh, uh, Friday's game night, some games really only work with even number of players mm-hmm. or with, you know, four players versus five versus six. So it might be that the games they're playing, which seems to be like team based. Yeah, they do a lot of team stuff. You got to have like. someone on your team. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if she is going to come regularly, then okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about bringing these bimbos over anymore, please. Yeah. And I'm sure Annie's really happy about that. <laughs> so this girl that he's brought, she's, she's from work and she's someone higher up at work. And she's also, as he keeps saying, British. But she's actually Irish. Oh, that was that was so great. <laughs> you're so smart and you're British, which makes you double smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she has the bright idea instead that they they find um, they find his phone, and so they call it and say that his credit card has been stolen, and to find out what the last few charges were. So that they can get the name of the company he used, and then they're going to go to the company and bribe and them and just say, "Hey, here's fifty bucks to give them. Give the me clue. the last clue so I can short." That's clever. Yeah, there's nothing in the rules says you can't do that. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other couple's trying to follow all the rules, and okay. they're actually trying to figure out the riddles. I, out of all the couples, I gotta say Kevin and Michelle. Mm-hmm. They were my favorite. <laughs> they, no, their chemistry seemed mm-hmm. really good, and just their back and forth was fantastic. True, half of their back and forth throughout the movie is. They're, at one point, they're doing the Never Have I Ever game where you take a drink, you know, uh-huh. if you don't want to admit that you did something. And she does that when someone says, I've never slept with a celebrity. 
but they're supposed to have been with each other since middle school. So he's mm-hmm. like, when the hell did you cheat on me? Like, kind of thing. <laughs> but just their, their comedy between these two and the way it flowed, I just, I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. any scene with Kevin and Michelle in there, I could not get enough of. Yeah, they were really funny. I really liked um, when they were, because, okay, so they go in like his little den area. And because they're, they're actually playing the game. And they're actually finding a couple of the clues, right? But, by the way, that riddle, I can't remember what it is at all. Something about a bloodless bite. But that was really hard. Yeah. I needed to like... I'm a visual person, so I would have needed to seen it written in front of me. Because mm-hmm. you just telling me, I'm like, okay, tell me that again. Yeah. But if I had that written in front of me, I still think I would have taken a long time to figure that out. Yeah. So they they actually they figure out the first clue. They get to the second one. They're in his office because it's like written on his computer. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, as the other couple is leaving to go find the company, oh yeah, he pulls uh, he pushes a table in front of the door so they can't get out. What a jerk. And I liked that him trying to like stack all that stuff up to try to climb yeah. up to the ceiling. And she's going, that's not stable. That's not stable. He's all, this relationship is not stable right now. <laughs> but see, that comes into game night because I'm sure they played Jenga at multiple <laughs> yeah. points. They show them playing Jenga later with the cop mm-hmm. friend, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just practice. Game nights are just practice for life situations. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you might be in charge hey. of deciding... And that's kind of true here in some ways. Yeah. Eventually, you might be in charge of deciding where railroad should go. And then you'll be like, oh, my ticket ride years are coming back. <laughs> so, but it turns out that, you know, obviously this isn't part of the game and that actual kidnappers have taken Brooks because Brooks is not who he pretends to be. He's actually a smuggler. Just before they figure that out, though, Annie and Max get a hold of a real gun. Uh-huh. Because, um, who was it? Uh, Brooks had a gun, like, in his yeah. sock or something. And he tried and to pull it. It's like a little, point. like, six-shooter pistol, you uh-huh. know? And she's, like, thinking it's fake, so she's, like, putting it in her mouth. She's, like, picking her teeth with it. Yeah, you know? she, like, she keeps pretending it's a microphone and putting it up to the bad guys to sing into At it. At one point, she drops it, like, right next to their head as she puts them into child pose. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, don't shoot me. That's going to go off. And she's like, whatever. And then it goes off later, and she goes... Oh my God, that was real. That was in my mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, she also shoots her husband at one point. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, so everything's real. So they they then kind of go on this journey to actually find Brooks and get him um, get him back, and then uh, then they figure out that they need to actually find the thing that he stole and um, sell it back to the guys who's after them to so he'll leave them alone. It's and this. So it's yeah. Whole it's, weird plot. The, the end has a lot of, like, craziness. I'm not going to yeah. spoil what happens because it's a really good film and you should go check it out. Mm-hmm. But y- you will really, really enjoy the ending, I think. If you like the movies we described so far, the end's going to be amazing. And I will say this. Um, if you have seen the movie The Game yeah. with Michael Douglas. So that movie is Michael Douglas is a super rich guy. Mm-hmm. who pays this company to participate in something called the game. His brother pays Oh, his brother does as a yeah, birthday present. That's present. right. But anyways, it's this company that you pay to essentially, like, ruin your life. Kind of. It's, it's different like, for everyone. It, it, oh, say. that's right. But he, he gets put through the arena, like, in a weird, like, kind of spy versus spy almost way, you uh-huh. know? And then in the end, it's like, wait, is this really happening? Or is it still part of the game? And you don't find out to the yeah. very end what the actual thing is. But this movie's kind of like that, but, like, with all the comedy thrown at it, you know, with uh-huh. an extra helping of comedy yeah. added in. So if you if you ever saw the movie The Game, mm-hmm. I think it came out in '97 with Michael Douglas, and you wished it was funnier. That's this movie. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a comedic version of the game. Yeah, essentially, yeah. 
Um, and it has a lot of twists and turns at the end, like you said, where it's you're not sure what's real, what's <laughs> fake. And <laughs> at one point, I was just throwing my hands up in the air like another really. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're still doing this. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, but so I, I'm trying to think. Like the, I thought the movie it was really funny. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of. It didn't really um, have too many slow spots. It kept moving. But the slow spots it does have, it's even creepy and slow. Like there's the point where the neighbor comes out, the guy who was the cop. Oh yeah. And yeah. he's standing there petting his little white terrier, just like almost like a James Bond villain, uh-huh. like in his arms, right? Yeah. And he's like, "You guys having another game night tonight?" Like slow and yeah. weird like that. Yeah, and yeah, it, and they have all these weird pauses because, but it's supposed to be that way. Yeah, it's but supposed it's supposed to be, to be awkward. And, but and... I, I want to go back and see it again to see does he blink? I feel like he maybe didn't blink at all. That's what made it <laughs> one of those kind of subtle. You don't yeah. notice it, like mm-hmm. almost as if if someone shaved their eyebrows off. You're like something's not right with you, but I can't put my finger on yeah. what it is. I feel like maybe he doesn't blink. If you're gonna go watch this movie, check to see if the blonde cop blinks or not. You'll know <laughs> what I'm talking about when you see him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really, so the one thing I had not really a problem with, but like, I kind of wish maybe they had done it differently is some of the casting choices for the movie. Okay. I feel like Jason Bateman is the male equivalent to Jennifer Aniston in the fact that they still put him in as the 30 something with no kids character. I feel like he's a little too old for that. He's he's getting to the end of that stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like he was a little, like, a little, maybe a little too old for Rachel McAdams, or a little too old for the situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just looked him up on IMDb like, before we started recording this. uh He's 49. Yeah. Like, not to say that people can't play younger ages, Mm -hmm. but when you're 49 trying to play 30, 35, something like that, because one part of the movie between him and Rachel McAdams is, oh, we're trying to have a baby. Yeah. You should not be trying to have a baby when you're 49. You need to, (laughs) like, unless your wife is considerably younger, which Mm -hmm. technically Rachel McAdams is, she's 10 years younger. Yeah. But even still, like... Yeah, it just felt like... it. Yeah, he just felt a little too old for the role. Ask yourself, do I want to be pushed in a wheelchair or use a walker to my son's graduation? <laughs> yeah. We, we used to call... So um, Doris Day was the same way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And we used to joke that she was the forever virgin because she always played, like, the young woman. Yeah, innocent girl. The young, Yeah, the young woman who, like, the guy was after, but she was you know, kind of prudish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, nobody's buying this anymore. You're yeah. too old. Um, so you can't I kinda, do that when you were 60. Doris. Yeah, and I feel like Jennifer Aniston's gone that way too, where they still kind of cast her as the young single woman, not the mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jason Bateman's the male equivalency of that. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling, because they said that this movie was also made by the people who did uh, Horrible Bosses, which I never saw. I didn't and see I know, either, but I wanted to. I know Jason Bateman's in that. So, so I have Jennifer a feeling. Aniston. Yeah, so I have a feeling that like... It, it was probably this movie was probably made for him, kind of. Yeah, it's it kind of one of those like in the mind he's or he's a friend of the director, or exactly, some, or writer. Um, I really think it, like I had nothing against the guy who played Brooks at all, although he doesn't look very much like Jason Bateman. Um, yeah, but... I mean, casting like you want as someone an actor who can do the role well, but at the same time, if you're going to say brothers. Kind well, and they of... kind of went over about how he was like a more handsome version of uh... Jason Bateman. But um, I thought it would have been really funny if they had gotten Nathan Fillion. Yes. Because there's this ongoing joke that Nathan Fillion's constantly being misrecognized as Jason Bateman. How great would that have been? So I thought it would be really funny if then, you know. Yeah. Okay, Lord, quick question then. Uh, as a female, which one do you think is more handsome, just independently, Kyle Chandler or Jason Bateman? Because they say that Kyle um, Chandler repeatedly is more handsome than Jason Bateman. Yeah, I, I, would, I guess I'd go Jason Bateman. Kyle Chandler's um, actually a little chunky. 
Yeah, right? I thought so, too. Yeah. Like, Jason Bateman, he looks in pretty good shape, you mm. know, and everything. And Kyle Chandler, like, okay, maybe if he was in the same shape, it'd be a closer draw. Yeah. But, like... I, I mean, thought Chase Bateman was better looking. Yeah, Carl Chandler used to be cute. Like, I remember some of the old things he did, like, oh, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but not so much now. Um, I'd probably date Rachel McAdams before I'd go out with either of them. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's okay. Um, and then also, we kind of mentioned, so I really liked the Irish girl that they... She, yeah, she was fantastic. I really liked her, but I kind of wanted, would have liked to have seen... Um, there's this Irish comedian that Greg and I really like. Her name's um, Ashley B., um, she's on a lot of panel shows mm-hmm. over there. Probably if American audiences aren't as familiar with her, but I'm sure if anyone over in, in England is listening to this, they'll definitely know who we're talking about. Um, I just think she would have been really funny in that role. And I think she would have been a little bit more age appropriate for the guy. Yeah. That's a sure. possible love interest. Here's the only problem I have with that though, mm-hmm. is that Ashley B, she is a bit more, um, demanding of stage presence i think Mm -hmm. and this character i think it's as much as she is a little bit like kind of like commenting sarcastically in the situation at hand of like okay you invited me to this thing but you're calling you're like treating me like this you know i think that you needed to be have that character be a bit more like kind of subtle and like you know kind of um like restrained at first. And I think that uh-huh. she would have been from moment one like, oh, so you're so you're telling me kind of uh-huh. thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. And also she might have, because they're sort of side characters. Yeah. And the rest of the couple side characters, I think she would have taken up too much spotlight mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so yeah, you might be right there. Also, it, it might have been hard to push the idea that he had invited her out. Because not that he was, he was not at all attracted to her and he wasn't thinking it was a date at all. Yeah. And I think there seemed to be a little bit of an age difference between them or something. I, I got the or sense that she's like, a little bit older, but not Yeah, like it just wasn't like a, you know, you could kind of see where he might have seen that. Whereas if they had put Ashley B, who's probably around the same age, it made, would have been less clear that, oh, I'm not attracted to you. Yeah. No, he would have been attracted to her. I exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that would be the only problem with that. So that's another weird thing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes it so that can't, I agree. Her comedy would have been perfect for the role in like the last half of the film. You know, mm-hmm. when the girl starts to be like, you know what? I'm just long for this ride. I don't give yeah. a darn anymore. Whatever. <laughs> I did like at the end when they, they're they going into like the guy who he's like some gangster and they know that he has this Fabergé egg that they're looking for. Yeah. And they're like, this is going to be dangerous. So um, Max and Annie say, you know what? The rest of you guys, you don't need to come in here. This is his brother. This is our problem. You guys don't need to risk yourselves. And they like, no, you know, we're part of game night. Like we are friends. We are friends. Like we want to do this for you. And so then they look at her and they're like, you just got invited to this. This is the first time you've ever you've met us. for three hours. Yeah, this is the first time you've ever met us. There's no reason you should be like... Um, risking your life for us. And she basically says, yeah, but if I read in the newspaper tomorrow that you all died, I'm going to feel really bad. <laughs> so I'm Plus staying. also, don't you kind of want to ride that train to the end of the Yeah, station? she's like, I want to see how this ends. Like, once you're in that deep, you kind of have to see where the rest of it goes. You yeah. can't just put the book down and walk away knowing that you'll never finish that, you know? Yeah. And you'd be kind of a wimp to go back later and be like the next day, so guys, what happened? Yeah. Like, um, how this end? Kind of had to be there. Like, yeah. You know, um, the other thing that this movie kind of has is it has a lot of um, escape room elements. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, because they're trying to figure out, like... Well, at first, like, the the, the murder mystery that they were supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. it definitely it had clues that had riddles that was supposed to lead them to places. Yeah. But this was, wasn't was just supposed to be something contained to a house or to a building. I this got was... the... Well, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be contained to that building or not, because I got the sense that... 
Okay, because the first clue leads to the brother Brooks's like stapler in his house, uh-huh. and then I think what the second clue is, but essentially like it might have been just contained in that house. Well, Maybe no, but they, they because, had to go find him. Yeah, they had to go find That's him. That's right, because he was technically and supposed to be kidnapped. Later, the actual the kidnappers who were are part of the game mm-hmm. they show up. But maybe the kidnappers, like the actual kidnappers, the actors mm-hmm. for the thing, maybe they would have just taken him to like, you know, out the front door, down the street, then around the corner, through the backyard, into the shed. Maybe. You I know? don't know. We don't know because that doesn't happen. I, I, I kind of want to do this. <laughs> I want to find out if there's a company that actually does this kidnapping thing. <laughs> Except I know you and our group, Friends of Game Night, as soon as I'm gone, you'll be like, okay, so who wants to play what now? Because yeah, now keep they, him. Not, yeah, <laughs> you guys can keep him. Tell you what, I'll pay you 20 more dollars to keep him for tomorrow, too. <laughs> It is funny, like the the start of it, like when the start of the game really did remind me of escape room because they have the guy come in and he's giving them like the debriefing, which mm-hmm. usually happens in escape rooms, and, and then he gives them like they each get like a little folder dossier. So I was like, oh yeah, this is this is escape room, right? We here. actually had one like that. Remember when we had the bomb defusal one in LA, yes. and the guy's like, here's the situation, blah blah blah, and he goes over and he like does like policeman knock on the door, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, yeah, very much like an escape room kind of thing, um, and then. Uh, even, okay, so at one point, Kevin and Michelle, like we said, they get trapped in a room. And they're like, there's no windows in here. So they start treating it like an escape room. What can we use to get out? Yeah. So he sees the skylight. So he's like, let me stack everything like super precariously so I can climb up. And that's when she's doing like, that's not stable. And goes, whatever, I'm up here, you know. Yeah. And of course, he gets to the top. He gets his hands on the thing. And he gives like this little like, um, it's some movie court. I forget what it is. But like, we made it to the top, you know, kind of thing. And then he falls over. But he still gets the door open because he smashes against yeah, it. Yeah, he falls against the door hard enough that it, it opens and pushes the thing that's in front of him. But I just like way. his initial reaction of like, okay, so I'm going to burn the door down. Yeah. S- smart. Start a fire in a room with no windows or ventilation. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to burn smart. the door down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do wish there there are a couple gory parts in the movie that I maybe could have done. Oh, without. no, but those are so good, though. Yeah. With the with the bullet wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't spoil that too much. But, yeah, but uh, they, they look they right at to, a, ble- a bleeding. They try to home remedy that. Yeah. <laughs> and it does not go well. I, I, okay, at one point, I was like, Rachel McAdams slash, you know, Annie. Are you trying to kill him? Yeah. Because she has to like cut a hole and she goes way more than she should. And like, okay, that's like how you kill somebody. You yeah. know that, right? I do like at first he's worried because he's like, I've seen you cut a chicken before. Like, <laughs> like... You mess it up. Bad. I will say this. There's this one part that I really like in the film. And I, I always look for these weird little directorial choices, mm-hmm. you know, and there's one thing that really struck me as being interesting that I, I loved and that's where whenever they are introducing a new location, they have it zoomed out oh, yeah. in the sky like a shot. But you look at it like it doesn't look quite right. And you realize that almost looks like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. It like, looks like little game pieces Like or little something. game pieces yeah. and like a little model yeah, like, neighborhood. And then you zoom in mm-hmm. and it turns into like it morphs into the real scene. Yeah, it's really um, evident in the very beginning when they zoom into their neighborhood mm-hmm. because it kind of looks like the houses in... Um, monopoly or something exactly yeah Yeah, exactly yeah but it's just i do it throughout the film i loved that and i won't spoil why because it's kind of a theme but there's a reason why they do that and they show you in the very end Uh and i'm talking like during the credits yeah there's no there's no post-credit sequence i don't think (laughs) but during the initial credits kind of like how they do with marvel films Uh there is a thing that you should stay for because it pays off Mm -hmm. you know but then once the actual black and white credits start rolling walk out yeah (laughs) 
Um, the other thing they do that I, I liked is they did some interesting things with the camera where it follows certain things. Like at one point, they're, yes. they're throwing this Fabergé egg from person to person trying to get away from mm -hmm. these bad guys who are chasing them. And the camera like takes on the viewpoint of the Fabergé egg floating, flying through the air to yeah. the next person. I like that. And that was kind of fun. Or at one point, there's a... I, I found this especially interesting. There's a, a bolted lock on a door mm -hmm. with like the little like, you know, uh, little uh, strip that you use to turn the lock. Uh -huh. And the guy's trying to knock it open with a broom. And every time he knocks it, the not the lock turns, but the entire camera turns. So the lock looks like it's in the same position, uh -huh. but the entire camera shifts like clockwise with it. And I thought that was a cool like little, mm -hmm. like from the lock's perspective, this is how the room looks kind of thing. <laughs> I just, the little things like that that are different mm -hmm. that I found interesting. Also, one more thing before we wrap up is um, some of the car chase scenes. It looks like they had a, the camera almost like attached with like a pole behind the car. So it's directly facing behind it and kind of moves with the car as it spins around, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just little tiny touches like that I found interesting. Yeah. You know, I could definitely go with some more choices like that in other films. Because, yeah. you know, you always see there like, oh, I'm stationed especially, in a train up here. Yeah, and especially because this is just sort of a run-of-the-mill comedy. So you don't expect kind of, you know, you don't expect all these Something different... different like that. Yeah, you don't yeah. expect all these different angles and weird shots and stuff. You just expect the standard multi-cam shots, you yeah. know. Um, so Greg, the big question that I would have is, would you invite Gary to game night? Gary is the name of the, the cop, uh, the who cop is who is the weird guy door. with the dog that we talked about that's very bland. Yes, he's very okay. bland. The problem with Gary, here, there's two full problems with Gary. A, he is bland as like milk toast. Yes, very. You know? <laughs> By the way, I learned recently, it's not milk toast, it's milk toast. And I, I don't know what that is. I have to go look it up. But anyways, but he's super bland like that. And also the problem is that he recently uh, has been divorced from his wife, mm -hmm. Debbie, who was part of Game Night, as we said. And she was the fun one. So he is like, he has like a little shrine practically to their like love and previous marriage uh -huh. in his house. So anytime he gets a chance, he brings up Debbie. And he's always mm -hmm. still defending Debbie. And you can tell that he loves her. And I don't know why the marriage didn't work, probably because he's probably super because bland and boring. Probably because in all the pictures, she looks super happy and he still looks bland and like, yeah, like dead he, in the eyes. He has no emotion. Yeah, he has no emotion. It's like, I, I feel like, I don't want to say sociopath, a psychopath here, but he doesn't know how to express himself. Yeah. He does, he does say he has emotions. He says like, I find that quite enjoyable. You know, mm. but it's like, imagine if you really upset Mr. Rogers, right? And he's like trying to be like, well, I don't think I agree with that. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. like that, but all the time with all of his emotions, mm -hmm. you know. But to tell the truth, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. No, he seems nice, like a nice guy. Like He seems nice. Like you said, I mean, I think part of the thing is when we say like a sociopath or, or something like that, we only think of it in the negative. Like someone can be that way and not be like a murderer or yeah. something. Like they can just be that way. It's just that they don't know how to how emotions work yeah they don't know how to express it they don't know how to handle it yeah he seems kind of asperger's in a yeah way. okay that's it that's yeah. yeah that's a good thing there i'm yeah. we're not clinical psychologists but that's my diagnosis yeah he, he just like he yeah and he's just he makes everyone very uncomfortable too because he doesn't they don't know how to talk to him mm -hmm. but you know what i think technically my answer would be yes because i've already had a gary in my group True. i have a friend who uh isn't in the country right now mm -hmm. he's off overseas doing stuff but 
he's not as bad as Gary, but he's very much kind of monotone in his voice. He only expresses few emotions and rarely, you know, but he was a part of the game night when he was still around and, mm-hmm. you know, had a relatively good time with them. Yeah, he was very vocal about, I don't want to play that game, yeah. you know, versus this game. Yeah, well, and we've talked to in um, Friday's game night about certain games aren't for certain people because maybe they have a storytelling element that some people aren't comfortable with or things like that that yeah. just don't work for certain people. And that just didn't work for him specifically, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, yeah, I would invite Gary and unless some major issue came up, like, listen, you only ever want to play Jenga. And, yeah. you know, sorry, but that's kind of a boring game. We want to do something else. Uh-huh. How about this? We will invite you over when we feel like playing Jenga. <laughs> yeah. uh, would you go to Max and Annie's game night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the condition that I can bring one of my own games. Yeah. Because, like I said, they're always playing Pictionary. They're always playing Scrabble. Mm-hmm. Not Scrabble. Um um charades yeah. you know those scrabbles in the repertoire i've seen it you did know? you play risk i would mm-hmm. yeah but as much as i like risk i'm like come on let's get some updates in uh-huh. i would go only on two conditions so you can update game night one <laughs> i can well they seem to be doing well in terms of hosting mm-hmm. you know we actually have a re- an episode now uh where it's all about hosting the game right uh-huh. so like they do a really good job of that but they need to update their inventory for games you know yeah uh, and two, my other condition is I have to enter in through the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's something that happens in the movie where they tell everyone, sneak over to the house so next door, Nary, uh-huh. next door neighbor Gary doesn't see. And everyone takes it as, okay, I'm going to come in through the window. <laughs> and like, no, just walk up to the back door or something. Yeah, you said just... window. <laughs> um, okay. So obviously this is a combination of our two podcasts. We have movie date night. We have Friday's game night. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend this movie as movie date night a movie for two people to go see and enjoy and would you recommend this as something that people who love games and stuff should go see absolutely on both accounts yeah i think this is a great date night movie Mm -hmm. it's got comedy it's got talk about some relationship you know points that might come up Uh at some point for different couples um it's got kind of like a a brother family dynamic in it you know Mm -hmm. and it's got a lot of good characters that you can really enjoy you know it's funny it's funny even if there's only one character that you like i feel like it's equal uh equally spread between the characters Mm -hmm. you know it really did feel like every single couple and even every single character gets their story to tell, gets their moment, mm-hmm. you know, which I appreciated. Yeah. Even though, of course, Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman are the main characters, and we see them a little bit more, the other couples like Kevin and Michelle and Ryan and um, uh, the Irish girl, I'm really, <laughs> yeah. really sorry I don't know your name, um, but they get their time too, uh-huh. you know. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely would recommend this. I think it's only the one part in the middle where it gets a little bit squeamish, but yeah, it's, it's I mean, a, there is it's a three minute scene. Yeah, and there is some language in this movie. It's definitely not a movie for kids. I think it's R rated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's definitely not a movie for kids, but for adults, it's a mm-hmm. funny movie. As far as games go, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, they, you know, I think there's a lot of things if you host game nights that you can relate to. Oh yeah, and I will say this also. I didn't look because I was looking too much at the actual screen and what was going on to read the intro credits and then mm-hmm. look about who was in this movie. I was pleasantly surprised by many of the actors who show up later in the film. Like, oh, uh-huh. you're in this movie too. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm happy with this. I won't spoil who it is in case anyone wants to be surprised too. But if you get a chance to go see this, just 
don't look up who's in it. Yeah, Just go yeah. Check it out. There's also a lot of um, other comedians who kind of pop up yeah. for short bits and stuff. So that's nice. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have like little surprises here and there. It's like the guest stars, you know. <laughs> and I think overall it was a really good um, game night outing for us because yeah. one, one we thing took our we entire do, group that was available to go. Yeah, we took our our norm our usual game night out to go see this and. I mean, that's something we do every now and then. We don't always just have game night here playing games at the table. No. You know, we go to escape rooms. We go, sometimes we'll just go do the normal fun things like miniature golf or bowling yeah. or, you know. You got to take a field trip every now and then. Yeah, exactly. We take game night on the road every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably an episode that we'll cover later, taking game night on the road. Yeah, and we encourage others to do that too because... Just sitting around the table, as fun as it is, sometimes you need a little uh, versatility. And that's Stretch exactly uh, what this uh, movie's about, actually. Yeah, it's very much about changing it up. <laughs> Gotta go for that fruit, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go yeah. for that fruit. Not just the Pac-Man pellets, the fruit. <laughs> so that does it for this bonus episode of Movie Date Night crossing over with Friday's Game Night. We did it. <laughs> we hope that you listen to both podcasts. Um Movie Date Night is available um, every other Saturday, and Friday's Game Night is um, comes out the first Friday of every month. We'll see you guys there. Bye. Music for this episode was provided by bensound.com. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated, as it really helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Movie Date Night on Facebook and Twitter, where we post about what's coming up and talk movies with you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.